Welcome in to episode 52 of the Building Up Podcast. I am Kevin, and I have the privilege of being your guest host this week, and I humbly ask for the next 10 minutes of your time as we look at being compassionate in a world that holds so many things in contempt. When I look at social media, when I look at the news, when I listen to people around the water cooler at work, I hear and see so much contempt. Contempt for different ideas, contempt for people who struggle with sin, contempt for contempt's sake. And at times I sit there and think, it wasn't like that back in my day. But it's like my college history professor said that King Solomon was right in Ecclesiastes when he said there's nothing new under the sun. And If you think back to the time of Jesus and the Old Testament prophets, contempt has always been a thing that needs to be addressed. Whether it's the Pharisee looking down on the tax collector who is so ashamed of his sin he can't even look up to heaven, but yet the Pharisees like, thank you, God, that I'm not like that tax collector. Or like the men who rounded up the woman caught in adultery and they cared more about proving a point to Jesus, trying to catch him in a twist of judgment or understanding of the scriptures than they cared about the life of the young lady that they were willing to sacrifice just to win. I go all the way back to Jonah. The people of Israel had many enemies. One of them were the people of Nineveh. And God called Jonah to go preach repentance to the Ninevites. And Jonah so didn't want to do that, that he literally ran away the opposite direction. And you're probably familiar with the story. A a storm came. The ship was being tossed about. Eventually, Jonah was thrown overboard, swallowed by a giant fish or whale or behemoth. And he seemingly repented. He was vomited back up on the shore, went to Nineveh, preached. But when he was through preaching, he didn't wait anticipating repentance. He waited anticipating the destruction of his enemies. He waited to see God pour out his vengeance on his enemies. And when God didn't, because the people repented... It says in Jonah 4, it displeased Jonah exceedingly. It didn't just miff him a little bit. It exceedingly displeased him. And he was angry. And he prayed to the Lord and said, O Lord, is this not what I said when I was yet in my country? That is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish. For I know that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, relenting from disaster. Therefore, now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, Do you do well to be angry? I mean, do we ever find ourselves waiting for, hoping for the destruction of our enemies rather than their repentance? And I think God would ask us the question, Does it do you well to be angry? And Jonah set up on that ravine, looking down, and it was hot in a day, and God made a plant to grow that gave him shade, and that plant died. And Jonah was upset about that. And God said to him, You pity a plant 
for which you did not labor, nor did you make it grow, which came into being in a night and perished in a night. And should I not pity Nineveh, that great city in which there are now more than 120,000 people who do not know their right hand from their left? Do, do we catch ourselves being Jonah? That we pity lesser things than people's souls because we're so busy holding them in contempt that we don't mourn over their souls. I think a lot of times we don't like to think we're Jonah, but we are. But I think we have a better example. We have the example of Daniel. Daniel was taken at a young age. The people of Israel were taken into captivity. The best and brightest of them were taken. Jonah was held, I mean Jonah, (laughs) Daniel was held in captivity. And he served the king and honored God at the same time. And because of his honoring of God and his honoring of the king as best as he could do without dishonoring his God, he was promoted again and again and again. And in Daniel chapter 4, Nebuchadnezzar comes to Jonah. I mean, to, I don't know, I have Jonah on the brain, guys. Came to Daniel with a dream. And look at, at Daniel's response. Daniel says in first. Uh, verse 19, it says, Then Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, was dismayed for a while, and his thoughts alarmed him. He just found out that this wicked king was going to be punished. And Daniel felt compassion. He was dismayed. And his thoughts alarmed him. The king answered him and said, Belteshazzar, let not the dream or the interpretation alarm you. Belteshazzar answered and said, My lord... May this dream be for those who hate you and its interpretation for your enemies. Daniel felt compassion for this king when he was about to face the judgment of God. How much better would we be in our lives, in our service and honoring to God, if it dismayed us when our enemies were punished and our enemies... Uh, had calamity fall upon them. Daniel models holding compassion for those that we would hold in contempt. And you could argue Daniel had every right in a fleshly sense to hold this king in contempt. But yet he showed compassion. And I want to bring this to a couple examples of Jesus showing compassion. Because I think sometimes we'll feel compassion for people who have bad things happen outside of their control, but we often don't feel compassion for those who have situations they brought upon themselves. And so I want to look at the the woman with the issue of blood. And this is in Luke 8, verses 43 through 48. And it says, There was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years. And though she had spent all of her living on physicians, she could not be healed by anyone. She came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment, and immediately the discharge of blood ceased. And Jesus said, Who was it that touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowd surrounds you and is pressing you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me, and I perceive the power has gone from me. And when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him and declared in his presence and all the people that she had touched him But now she had immediately been healed. Here was a woman who was held in contempt by her people. She was ceremonially unclean. 
by a discharge of blood, a medical condition she had no control over. And so a situation that was thrust upon her, she was held in contempt. And ceremonially speaking, Jesus could have been frustrated or 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 held her in contempt for touching him as an unclean person, but but Jesus didn't care about the ceremonial reasons or the cultural reasons all this woman compassion or contempt. He saw a soul that needed compassion and his response to her was daughter your faith has made you well go and live in peace and i wonder if that's the first time she had heard something as personal and loving as daughter in in 12 years so here was a woman out of control she was held in contempt jesus showed her compassion but what about people who bring it on themselves so in john 4, 4 through 26 is the story of the woman at the well. And if you're familiar with that story, this is a woman who's been married seven times. And currently, she is living with a man who's not her husband. And because she's held in contempt by her society, she goes and gets water at the heat of the day, the, the, the high point of the day, in the heat of the day, rather than early in the morning when the other women would have gotten uh, water in the, in the cool of the day. And Jesus meets her and Yes, he addresses the fact that she's been married seven times and that she's currently uh, living with someone who's not her husband, but he offers her the living water and the truth that there comes a day when when his time is fulfilled, that it doesn't matter whether you worship on the mountain or you worship uh, in the temple, you will worship in spirit and truth. And he shared this truth with her. He talked to her about living water. He showed her compassion even though she had brought this upon herself. And so where does that leave us? In 1 Peter 3, 8, Peter tells us this, Finally, all of you, that leaves none of us out, that's all of us, all of you, have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless, for you were called that you may obtain a blessing. What does that describe if it doesn't describe compassion, unity, sympathy, brotherly love, tender heart, humble mind, not repaying evil for evil, not reviling for reviling's sake? We are called to be a people of compassion. I would encourage you. I would encourage me. When we're tempted to hold somebody in contempt, we need to pray for them. We need to pray that God will move in their lives, that God will bless them in a way that draws them to Him. And when our enemies, when those we hold in contempt, whether they're somebody who has wronged us, or we perceive that they wronged us, or they're just in a group that we think's beneath us, like the Pharisee and the tax collector, we need to pray for God to bless those in a way that will bring them to repentance. We we don't need to be like Jonah and rejoice in the destruction of others. We need to rejoice in showing compassion to one another, drawing one another to Christ loving one another, praying for one another, serving one another, speaking words of encouragement to one another.
unity, sympathy, brotherly love, tender hearts. Let's not be revilers and let's not be those who repay with evil. I hope this has encouraged you. I hope you will subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Until the next time we get to talk, grace and peace. Thank you for listening to the Building Up Podcast. If you have a question about today's episode or if you would like to suggest a topic for the future, please email us at buildingup@agapepinson.com. To subscribe to this podcast, simply search for Building Up from Agape Church in your favorite podcast app. Or you can watch the video format by visiting us online at agapepinson.com. Thank you.